today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about rest. <laughs> like sleep, like quiet rest. I'm taking a nap. I love your NPR voice. I'll be back in 15 minutes. <laughs> Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And you are here to listen to us talk about ease, meaning, and joy for women at work. Right, Kirsten? Absolutely. Did you just hear how I I pronounce your name? Right, Kirsten. It's only been like... Right, Kirsten? This is only our 101st episode. It's Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. Frankly, I need a nap. That's why. Like, I'm slurring my words. It's not the liquor. No, I'm drinking tea. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, here we are. We're drinking tea because it's a rest episode. It It just felt appropriate. Yeah, got my little chamomile here. Um, And we are recording for you and only you on the land of the Coast Salish people. Absolutely, listener. I have to tell the listener the story I just told you, though, because it's kind of it's very funny, actually. It made me laugh Um, today. I was even though I'm sleepy. Well, because (laughs) so as you all know, I stand behind a microphone when we record and frequently I kind of stand in this power pose with arms spread. No legs spread apart and arms on my hips, hands on my hips. And which reminded me of the power pose I did today uh, in a group of people. So I had to make a conference call and I was the one who had to kind of like be stern and, you know, negotiate something and not give ground. And I had three people around So you were on a call and you had your team in person. Yeah. And then somebody's on the call. Yeah. Okay, got it. So we dialed the call and I stood up out of my chair (laughs) and I stood in a power pose and closed my eyes and tried, tried to get my cortisol level down and get all ready for the call. And somebody whispered. That's a power pose right there. <laughs> and then he goes, that's a master's class in action. No, leadership master's class that's in action. so sweet. And it just, <laughs> was it so funny? It and then you really had to laugh. laugh and then your cortisol was gone because you felt better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I just kicked some serious ass on the negotiation nice. call. Yeah. Very anyhow. nice. Mm-hmm. It's always good to get a good laugh. It is always good right? to get it's a good laugh. Like, I know. so freeing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just when you have to be doing something that's just like unnerving to some degree. Oh, preach it right like just breaking the ice with some laughter i'm all the time doing things that are unnerving to me <laughs> which is why i'm laughing all this podcast Constantly. all the time because <laughs> secretly in a panic it's behind this microphone you are not um hey you're funny i know and then something else struck you recently you sent me a text um i received i think probably eight emails <laughs> yeah interestingly all from men mm. very well-intentioned about the meeting with the prime ministers of Finland and New Zealand, Sana Marin and Jacinda Ardern. I'm probably not pronouncing Sana's name correctly, but they were meeting. And I mean, people have heard this, but I can't get it out of my mind. Yeah, it's been in the news a bit, but still. It's been in the news quite a bit, which is why I got it from. And I think it's interesting because I think that, I mean, the men know that I have an interest in women at work. So they send me these kinds of things. Yeah. And I guess the reporter asked this question, isn't it, you know, are you two meeting because you're like the same age and you're both women? And (laughs) we're like, (laughs) "Um, we're meeting because we're prime ministers. Yeah. So you can go, you know. Right. We're we're not like having a glass of wine 
right? We're, we're meeting because we do a lot of business together because our countries have common interests. Yeah. And, you know, there was all this speculation. Would, you know, would anybody have asked Barack Obama and John Key, I think who's the former prime minister of New Zealand, why are you two meeting? Because you're like the same age and you're like going to go out and play soccer. Yeah. The answer yeah. is no, no, they wouldn't ask him in the yes, same thing. They wouldn't. But what struck me about this and what I'm, what I was just so fascinated about was all of the men who sent me mm. this article because oh, yeah. they know that I'm or it's some form of it, you know, in New York mm-hmm. Times or whatever. And I just I haven't had a chance to sit down with any of them, but I'm going to ask them, like, why? Mm. Like, it almost was like, I don't want to be mean here, but just maybe a little bit like master of the obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, is this that the first time you realized that? I think it might be for some. That's my problem. I mm-hmm. think for some of them, it's like, can you believe this happened? And mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, oh, that's interesting. Uh, I've never heard of that before. Yes, I can believe it. <laughs> um, in fact, that's let why I have take this freaking show. Let me take you to the McKinsey lean-in uh, report this year. We'll just have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, just go listen to episode 100. But I was, I said, I was not, I was not that way in my response. No. I wrote back and said, very interesting. You know, I will say too that I'm noticing because I work with a lot of younger generation men, like 40s and younger, mm-hmm. and I would say they probably aren't surprised. I think we have a much more tuned in crowd. Oh, and I think that the coming up twenty, the twenties, yeah. are more tuned in, even more tuned in. Yes. I really do. It's yeah. the most like one of the things I'm most hopeful about yeah. that I feel so good about. Yep, is these generations behind us. Yeah, you and and you and I both have sons who are in that twenty mm-hmm. something, and it's like wow. They're, they they are explaining shit to their dad for me. Which is so great. Yeah. It's so great. You know, I remember um, when Gloria Steinem came to town and mm-hmm. we did the work behind the scenes to kind of help guide the questions that were yes. being answered yes. or asked of yeah, her. The woman, Anne-Marie Fayola, who did the interview of Gloria Steinem went through this whole process where should all of these um, focus groups what should we talk to Gloria about? Yeah. So fun. It was so fun. And in the focus group that I was in, it came up. Do we ask her about her self-care routine? Do we ask her about how she remains so beautiful at this age? And that was precisely my, I said, no, I put a, I put the kibosh on it. No, we do not ask a feminist any question we wouldn't ask a man. I mean, frankly, you don't ask any women, but like of, of all. Yes. Yeah. And that's you don't ask prime ministers if they're going shopping and out right. for and out know. for tea. I you know I really do what, now want to start asking men what their self care routine is. Yeah. Now that you've said that, I'm like I want to know what men's self care routine yeah. is. What moisturizer do you use? Well, I mean, just the whole. You know, I'm just going to ask it. I'm going to ask it. I'm going to report back, listeners. Yeah, what they're saying. Send us an email, dudes. We know you listen. I got a lot of men in my office, and I'm going to say, listen, I'll give put I'll, I'll give a discount on your bill if you'll just <laughs> tell me what your self care routine is. <laughs> Quid pro quo. Really. I think I might do it. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Um, let's get to sleep because, you let know. It, let's please get to sleep. You know, that's why I, rest. I want to do this episode so badly. Yes. This was your idea and we were actually going to do something else and you came bombing in with like, As I, I want to talk about rest <laughs> and being cozy. It's dark outside. I was like, right on sister. Well, it's the end of the year and I feel like first And of, it's frenetic. Oh, yes, it is. And I feel like... Yeah, things start to just ramp up, ramp up, ramp up when energy level is also going down, when mm-hmm. the, you know, the days are getting when shorter. When the days are the darkest. The days are the darkest, et cetera. And 
And I'm just feeling it in my own body. And I was thinking, you know, we have so many choices about what we can talk about. And I know we just touched on goals before this episode, but almost as like the flip side to like, what are you going to do? What's your, how are you going to aim? What's your plan for next year? I wanted to do an episode that also said, you know what? That shit can wait because you might need a nap. Well, we kind of did say in goals, be careful. Don't get too carried away with your goals because you might need a nap. It is true. And I personally, I mean, you know, I'm a sleeper. I'm a mess if I don't get nine or 10 hours a night. I used to nap in addition to sleeping an obscene number of hours um, up until my kids were like, I mean, really up until my kids were stopped napping I would nap alongside them I just love that and so I did nap alongside my kids when I was home with them like the times that I was home and they would fall asleep I would be like I just that sleep gas is in the air you can't help it no and you better be sleeping if they're sleeping but it's like there's this there was this part of me that required so much space out time so much time to myself so much Mm -hmm. sleep so Mm -hmm. many other things and I've really kind of lost touch with her as much as I think that I've have work life balance and and I'm so, you know, have such great boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. I wear myself down and I was just realizing, damn it, I think we need to. Yeah, I want to talk really about this. It's really good for you to admit that, because I do think, Karina, that that's what I think. I think you have really good boundaries. I think your schedule is really well set. I think you're really clear with people. So the takeaway here is it happens to the best of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Even people who are kind of really good at this. Yeah. You get to a place where you're just like, wow, I'm really tired. I'm really tired. And I wanted to do this because not only am I really tired, I've been working. I have been letting those boundaries Mm -hmm. be way more permeable than I usually do. November was my highest billing month in the five years I've been doing consulting. So super busy. Super busy. And it didn't slow down for December. And I think I told you this here this week in particular, I was coming off of that huge month in November. I started to feel sick and I'm staring down a vacation mm-hmm. and this is the week. This mm-hmm. is the week in between. And I needed to convince myself like I needed I needed to learn about and think about and do some more research about rest because my body is screaming at me right now. And that's the great thing. It's like if you do listen and you are aware, you figure it out in four or six weeks as opposed to a year or two years when you're really, really sick. Yeah. Right. Or maybe like for some of us, we go after it for years and years and don't really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I speak from I'm, some of us. How about for me? <laughs> She's talking about herself right now. I'm just talking about myself. But, I'm yeah. not going to really bring anybody else in with me because they don't deserve that. <laughs> They don't deserve me to be a man. It is interesting because like I had those warning signs. Like I know, I know I have energy for the most part. I know I, you know, and, and for me, the warning signals were clear. It's just like, I don't, I can't track conversations. I want to take naps in the afternoon. Your I don't concentration have my concentration. Yeah. I, and then you're feeling sick. And what are yours? What are your tells that you need to rest? Well, that is the problem, right? Oh, yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's in, the problem. With, in trying to build this awareness, tell I'm what are aware. they? I'm less aware of my tells. Uh-huh. I am less aware of my tells. I bet you get short with people. I totally get short with people. Mm-hmm. And I don't love people as much. Yep. Like, I'm really conscious. Like, sometimes when I hate my clients, I'm like, <laughs> wait yep. a minute. I do not hate my clients. Why do I feel this way? Uh-huh. I don't really get that. I don't really... 
I'm sure that I get short with my family. I'm sure I do, but I don't feel it the same way I feel it with other people. Yeah. Right. But whenever I, my, I guess my warning sign is when I hate my clients, yeah. I'm like, that's weird, Kirsten. You love your clients. Right. Why are you doing this? Uh-huh. That's probably for my tell, but I got to get pretty far down the road to hate my clients. Right. Right. It's not an early, it's not an early warning system. <laughs> that's it's like, like the bomb has been deployed. <laughs> it's gone off. That's like get into the bunker. I know I have, I am running to the bunker. Like I probably haven't <laughs> gotten into the bunker on time. Right. There's no early warning signal. Like, Oh, you're a little sleepy. No. Yeah. Well, you've also been working like late. You've been uh, like one in the morning. I've heard you talk about that recently. Yes. Those are tells. Yes. Uh, I've heard but it's others. That time of, it's that it's that, you know, you just but the end it's of the year. Not, though. That's what I'm saying. That's sort of the point of this whole episode is. You, I'm willing it, to be convinced. I'm just not convinced. It can be. I don't understand. You're going to convince me in this episode. I don't want that to be like just the way it is because it's this time of year. This is why we're doing this episode because you are going to convince me. I'm going to (laughs) try. I am going to try that we don't have to go get. Yeah, we don't have to hit rock bottom on this one before we change. You don't have to hate people. You don't have to hate people in order to take a break, sister. Yeah. And so many of us just head down plow through, mm-hmm. go for it. It's the same thing as the goal episode too, right? Remember, I was the huge pro. I was like, why do we have to have goals? Now I'm like, why do we have to run ourselves ragged? And 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 rest is not just about sleep, although sleep is part of it. And in fact, we're going to talk a little bit later about napping and the power of the this new movement called the nap ministry. But you looked into so sleep too, because sleep cool. is kind of a thing too, right? Yes. So interesting little factoid. Um, Women sleep 11 minutes more per day than men. However, their sleep is, has they have lower sleep quality mm. because of menstrual cycles, menopause, pregnancy, a little more insomnia, a little more anxiety, a little more depression. It's interesting that um, the quality is less. Yeah. But the quantity is slightly more. In my household, I sleep two hours a day more than Barry. Oh, in my household... Everybody sleeps two or three hours more than me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're not you're not part of this statistic. No, I'm not. You know, I think I'm all lowering that average <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> For all of those reasons we lose sleep, one of them is also, I think, increased responsibility. Right? We have that mental load oh, that we the bear. Brain. Mm-hmm. And then you're laying in bed going, Okay, wait, doctor's appointment. Okay, wait, no. Did I make the I- did I make the cookies? No, I'm not gonna make them, I'm gonna buy them, but I still gotta buy them. Right. Did I lock the door? What's that noise? Oh shit, I have that meeting tomorrow. What am I gonna wear? There's nothing I sh- forgot to put the clothes in the dryer. That's the kind of stuff I do yeah. in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And all of that has a huge impact on us. Right. Yes. In fact, lack of sleep has been shown to impact your mental and physical health to these like in huge degrees, which we'll also talk about. But an interesting reframing of this whole where we are now, how we got here and the necessity to take back our time comes from a great woman named Trisha Hersey, who just released a book in October called Rest is Resistance. And she's a woman who also is considers herself a bishop of the nap. Right. Ministry. She's the she's the nap bishop. Yeah. And yep. you found the history of this pretty intriguing, I think. Very. I found the history of this very intriguing. And we've touched on this a little bit before, but I've heard about this from other people, right? This idea of rest and taking care of yourself and not being part of the machine as being 
the revolution. I mean, yeah. Audre Lorde talks about that. Right. We talked about that in our self-care episode mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. years ago. Yep. Yeah. My God, now we can say so many years oh, ago. Oh, my God. So fascinating. We're kind of badass. <laughs> <laughs> we might be tired, but we're badasses <sighs> in power poses, apparently. We are sleepy. What Hersey says that what I found interesting was her personal mm-hmm. discovery. She was, I don't know, was during her PhD or something? What was yes. she doing? She was getting her PhD. I think she had a small child and I believe she was working in a ministry somewhere. So she just had tons of stuff going on, like crazy amounts of stuff going on. Yeah. And she was just so miserable. Yeah. She just decided, like, I got to let the chips fall where they may. I just need to rest. Yeah. I need to take a nap. I need to go to sleep. I need to not be doing all of these things because literally I think she felt like she was like, giving away herself, like mm-hmm. losing herself, mm-hmm. like killing herself. Yeah. That was yeah. my takeaway. It's a really wonderful um, podcast. I guess it is now. Well, we did. Yeah. NPR did a podcast and yes. interview with her where she was talking about her book. Yeah. And her experience. Yeah. And she was inspired. I found this really interesting because she was studying slave testimony. Yes. Really looking at letters and speeches and interviews. As part of her PhD. As part of her PhD while she was working in an archive library at Emory. And she said she realized that like working to exhaustion was sort of part of her inheritance. It's what the capitalist society, and I'm going to say patriarchal, capitalist Capitalist society society put on her and other black women and other Women of color and other people of color. And I think, too, she talked about how um, and I read another book by another woman that we'll talk about, also a black woman and who told whose dad told her, you just have to work twice as hard. Mm -hmm. And so there, I think, also is this message, which is you need to work harder Mm -hmm. and do better than the white person to get the acknowledgement, which we know is true from the data. Right. So on top of that, you know, that kind of experience of the, the, the capitalist system really is using and consuming your body and your spirit and your mind and your soul it's this overlay of, and by the way, you have to work harder. Yeah, if you're a person right? of color. If you're a person of color. And yeah. in, in ways, you know. Which I, which I think, because of the, this is like the gift that comes out of the grief or the bad thing. It's like, we are being led on this issue by women of color. Yeah. Because they're the ones who are experiencing it mm-hmm. in greater degrees, but their experience is really informing what we're also experiencing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. In, in fact, Hersey said in an article that I was reading, I think it was in the Times, she said that she sees the treatment of black and indigenous people as a bellwether for how justly society is functioning overall because they are bearing the brunt of whether or not we're treating people justly or not. But, and I think this is also worth noting, she stressed that everyone would benefit from questioning attitudes about work and productivity. Mm -hmm. So for me, this brings us back to this notion of, yes, it's a patriarchal capitalist sort of ideal that pushes us to work, 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 and at the expense of our own selves. But we also have this mindset about productivity that's outside of your profession, right? Productivity is more than just the eight or 10 hour workday. It's also what you're doing when you're home. Oh yeah. On the weekends with your friends, etc. And that's what she's also saying. Like 
yeah, the experience of black and indigenous people sort of a bellwether for society. And yes, um, capitalism plays a huge role, but y'all we're programmed to run ourselves in the ground. We are, we are programmed to run ourselves in the ground and on the work piece. It's like we, you know, it, before COVID, people would show up to work sick all the time. Yeah, glorified. They, we glorified yes, that. Exactly. You know, we people who are have 100% attendance. Mm-hmm. 100% attendance. 100% attendance. And I'm not saying, like, you shouldn't show up. But, like, there's sometimes you shouldn't show up. Yeah. Right? But, you know, despite our sickness, our injury, our illness, our whatever, we're praised and rewarded all of the time for ignoring what our body needs. Yeah. And... I mean, I can't tell you when I work late for clients, they're so they're they're so respectful and kind. Like, thank you so much for working for me this late. I really appreciate the time you put in, mm-hmm. which feels really good, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, okay, you appreciated that I was up late doing this. It's interesting. Very few people say to me, "What what the what the hell are you doing up working at eleven thirty or twelve? Yeah, right. I do not want an email from you. Right, at I don't want an email at midnight. No. Right. It's interesting because I think people are they are appreciative when I work late. Sure. Under I mean, they get what they want, right? Right. So all of this, I guess my point is, are depriving ourselves of rest mm-hmm. is rewarded. Yeah. And you know, I everybody knows I love a reward. Well, we I like that do. affirmation. I know, exactly. I like that. I like that. I like it. And it's interesting because when you think about doing something different. Like being done at five, not sending those emails mm-hmm, late, mm-hmm. setting your deadlines longer, mm-hmm. um, not not setting expectations, t- not taking as many cases, which I'm getting better and better and better right. at all the time. Right. We experience emotions. I mean, we experience guilt. We tell ourselves we're, you know, like you, 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 shame, etc. I mean, personally. This week, which is, again, this kind of motivation for the show, I feel like because I'm taking a vacation next week, I have to work extra hard mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. And because I and and because I was feeling sick for the first couple days of this week, I chose to ignore how I was feeling because I needed to get shit done because I'm going on vacation next week. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting to me was because we were researching for this show and I'm reading article after article about the importance of self-care and rest, I actually chose to come home from work and close my computer and take a nap three days this week. Which is crazy good. Which is crazy now, good. You and told com- me that you actually took a nap yeah. so you could be better prepared for a party. Yeah. Which I thought was yeah, brilliant. That is true. There was a Christmas party that I was going to that, I mean, there's no way I was going to miss. It's for a huge client. I play a pivotal role in their organization. And I felt like shit for the last three days. I left work early, came home, slept for three hours. And so then you could to, be ready for the party. So I could go have a cocktail with some friends. I just love that. That's okay. That is so okay to do. But I had to convince myself to do it I had to, I had, because I'm going on vacation next week. And that's what she's saying. That's what Hersey's saying in the um, – who was the author of the other book that you were – Oh, Dalton Smith. Um, Lauren Dalton Smith. Okay. Yes. And these people are saying, seriously? Release yourself from the guilt. Release yourself. It's your life. Yeah. You're selling your time. You're selling 40 hours a week 
The yeah. rest of it is up to you. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay. I do have a little bit of a deal with that because, like, when her Hersey's talking about her situation, mm-hmm. and she says, "Let the chips fall. Let the chips fall where they may." That's exactly right. She she said to her professor, "Is at her PhD, but just let." I just, I'm going to do the best I can. I've got all these things going on. I'm just going to let the chips fall where they may. I feel sometimes with my clients, I can't let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. So I just note, I note that tension. Mm-hmm. I note that tension. But as we discussed earlier, maybe it was before we started recording, the trick is to, to establish fewer expectations for yourself. Yes. So that mm-hmm. you can... So the system exactly. supports you taking time yep. mm-hmm. for yourself. I do not. I do not get caught up on all the opportunities or whatever. And by the way, I misspoke. It's not Lauren Dalton Smith. It's Sandra Dalton Smith. Okay, I apologize. What's the name of her book? The name of her book is Sacred Rest: Recover oh. Your Life, Renew Your Energy, and Restore Your Sanity. Okay. Full disclosure, it's a Jesus book. Okay. She's a Christian woman, um, and she writes from a Christian perspective, which was. Very interesting for me. I don't often, even though I am a Christian, I don't often read Christian literature, nonfiction. Mm. I don't. Um, but I really enjoyed her book. And what I loved it, she's a physician. She's a general internist. And she talks just about her own fatigue. Mm-hmm. So first of all, she grows up within this household where her dad says to her, yeah, yeah, you have to work twice as hard. Mm-hmm. And she's an internist. Is she a black woman? She's a black woman. Okay. Internist with a robust practice, right? And she is, she's talking to these women who are so, so tired. Mm. This one woman who came in and said, it's like, I go on vacation and I really have this idea I'm going to rest and come back so like feeling so good, but I'm with my family and I want to do fun stuff. And so while I've had a great time on vacation, I don't come back well rested. Yeah. And then I try and catch up on sleep on the weekends and I sleep for 12 hours and I wake up feeling terrible. Mm -hmm. And I should say Dr. Dalton Smith is like, yeah, when you sleep 12 hours, you're in the same position too long. That's too long. You've deprived your body of water. You've deprived your body of food. We are as we are not meant to sleep 12 hours unless we're babies. Mm-hmm. Right? So she says all of these things we do, this kind of frenetic things that we do to get rest is really, those things aren't getting us there. Yeah. And what is rest that we're talking about? I mean, obviously it is sleeping, it's napping, it's treating yourself to a time where you're not being productive. Even the literature talks about like going on a walk, going birding, getting out in nature, doing crossword puzzles. It doesn't have to just It does not be, have to be napping. It doesn't have to be sleeping. Or boring. Mm-hmm. Right? It can also just be and and so the woman in that story wasn't she wasn't relaxing. It's almost like she wasn't relaxing. She was just like going after every she's going after it. She was not relaxing and she wasn't taking any time for herself. Yeah. Right. So so foundationally, it's this piece. It is sleep. I mean, foundationally, it's sleep. Yeah. Right. Is actual rest. And for some and there's sometimes when you do need a nap in the afternoon. Yeah. Right. But I think it's also, again, this like anything that focuses your attention. But or and or maybe even moves your body in a way that's not for the sake of productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like it is it is just for the sake of doing that thing. It's really interesting. There's this list of things like how is it that you find rest, which is refueling, mm-hmm. re, you know, 
putting it back in, tapping off, you know, filling yourself back up so that you can do all the things in your life that you want to do. And people talk about baths and like you said, birding and walking, cooking, mindfulness, drawing, meditating, being with people you love. In fact, uh, Dalton Smith talks a lot about how energizing she finds time with wonderful friends and Mm. great conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. I was like, wow great i mean she just i mean she's like it's super energizing for me to be with people i love and that's resting restful that's, to that's her. restful to her and it's really interesting but when we talk about these things i think everybody will hear in these lists of things and the things they're thinking about what works for them and what doesn't yeah like i'm a bath gal yeah give me a bath i might even do work in a bath but i love a bath right but when you talk about oh go cooking i'm like what yeah no, that's not. Yeah. So I just want to call out like this personalized, the need for us to really identify what it is we love. Yeah. What it is we find restful, fulfilling, um, releasing and um, re-energizing. Yeah. hundred percent. And I also think that we need to be conscientious of the messages that we're sending our friends, our coworkers, our staff, our kids, commu- kids about productivity Mm -hmm. that it's just as that that caring for yourself should be foremost right i remember when i took on my very first big job and for a very very long time neither barry nor i had even worked full-time we were of the mindset that we wanted to structure our lives so that it was the lowest overhead imaginable and then we wanted to live under our means and so like you know so we could save money and whatnot and so I would work part time up into my 30s and I took on a job that was full time and full of responsibility. And my parents said to me, are you sure you want to do that? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like I was. What re- a great response. Yeah. Are you sure you want to do that? And then I was like, yes, I'm, you know, but that's what I'm talking about. Like we want we need to question our own and each other's expectations around self-care and rest and relaxation compared to you know how we value and the messages that we send around productivity one of my partners at work carrie she preaches this message uh-huh. i mean she really she's yeah she's, she lives it too she lives it and she's probably an acolyte of trisha hersey right yeah that she always says i just don't know if people should really be billing more than four hours a day yeah and i was like wow and she has all kinds of reasons for it like one, there's more work for other people uh-huh. that need work. Two, you know, that's plenty of work. That That's plenty you of work. enough. Yep. That, that's enough. That's plenty of work. You can do really good work for four hours. Yeah. Right? And then there's all other interesting things in the world to do, including taking really good care of yourself. That's right. That's right. And I think it's like, and I notice she does have time to do things that I don't have, that I don't make time to do. Mm-hmm. She walks to work. Mm-hmm. That would never cross my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honest to God, it would never cross No, my well, mind. we have a bit of a long haul, too. But, but even like, so, I don't think if I live where she was, it would cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I live close to her, and I'm working downtown these days. I used to ride my bike every single day. I don't do it anymore. I don't have time. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. And this is the kind of examination we need to do. We all need to do it. Because, like you said, even I, I feel like... I got, I could teach a master's class in self-care and boundary setting and mine are slipping. 
Yes, because that's what happens. Because that's what happens. It's a reset. It's a constant need to reset. That's right. And why, 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 why? Well, obviously for all of the reasons. Because we're human. Because we're human. And I want to kind of maybe close with the, uh, some. Before we close, can we just talk a little bit about the four tenets? That's what I was just going to say. Uh, good. We're on the same place because I don't want to close before talking about this crazy nap tenant thing. Yeah. So Barbara, I just want to go back to that. Like one of the biggest reasons she's at, that she wants people to kind of consider Trisha Hersey, Trisha Hersey or um, nap bishop resting um, and napping, literally sleeping is, you know, because of these four tenants, she says one, because it pushes back and disrupts on white supremacy and capitalism. Like we already said, right. We've been programmed to believe that the more we produce, the better we and are, that that the more worth we are. That is the highest value and maybe the only value and certainly superior by far to so many other juicy, yummy, wonderful things in life. hundred percent. She also says our, one of her tenants is our bodies are a site of liberation. Mm. <clears throat> That's the Audre Lord. That's the Audre Lord. Right? Our bodies are free. Yeah. We are not to, we don't need to submit ourselves to somebody else's labors for us. That's right. It, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, she also says naps provide a portal to imagine, invent, and heal. And I, I totally get that. For me, I would replace rest provides a portal to imagine, invent, and heal. Like, I feel like, one of the most restful things I do is spend time in my time with trees out in nature. Mm -hmm. And I come up with the most creative ideas. I solve my problems. I dare to dream. I think about the future in a way that I don't do necessarily in any other place. place. I have to say, I do love a nap. I know. Like on the weekends, I feel so good after a nap. Like mm -hmm. I just feel so good. Like I get like, Almost a second day. It's luxurious. It is. It's like I have this first part of my day, yep. then I have a nap, and then for the second part of my day, I feel like it's a fresh start. Yeah. Like I'm like, wow, it's like, I'm not just like running out of gas, right? Coasting into bed. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, a, I don't know. It's like a little second. Yeah, it's like, a, I don't know. What do they call that? I don't know. There's something. I'll think of it before okay, we finish. Okay, come up with that one. The fourth tenant, she says, is our dream space has been stolen and we want it back. I just love that. I know. So this is, the, the, I mean, pondering Our these. dream space has been stolen and we want it back. Yeah. And I can say that that's me in the middle of the night. If I wake up and I start churning, my dream space has been stolen. By my productive, yes. by my desire for productivity mm -hmm. and figuring things out. And, and the churning. Churn, churn, and churn, 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 churn. Yep. And the getting caught in the loop and not being able to get out. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, if this it does resonate with you and you can, and you, you know, you feel like you're on board, it's not easy. I speak from experience. Like I said, I had the guilt and the shame this weekend, this week, not being productive, but just lounging about, especially the day I lounged about in advance of a party. <laughs> I was like, I got to justify, like, I'm just, you know, but, um, but it is, it's, it's worth it. I think it's, I think it's part of, it's part of ease, meaning, and joy, sisters. You can't have ease, meaning, and joy at work. I think, and, and sometimes you cannot have ease, meaning, and joy, I think, but also too, I feel like for me, this whole conversation is like, I can't imagine it actually happening for myself, like fully, mm -hmm. but it is something I do feel like I can aspire to. Yeah. Like I can be like, let me just pepper a little bit of this into my life. 
let me pepper a little nap in. Let me pepper. I'm going to actually go for a walk before I get my lunch Yeah, or whatever it is. Yes. But like, it's a, just a good challenge for me to pepper in these things in my life. Like maybe I can't change it all the way, but I can certainly make it even better. Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me? I, I am with you. I will tell you, I'm just aspiring. Did you, did I convince you that <laughs> you it's important? You convinced me to aspire. Okay. That's great. Listeners, just take a goddamn nap. Go take a just nap. Just go take a nap. Cozy up with the blanket. Just chill out. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so nice. You're going to feel so good afterwards. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're just going to love it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. listening.